Five More Minutes, a podcast where I talk about the gospel. In this particular series, within the series of Five More Minutes, I'm going through each book of the Bible and reminding us how the grace of Jesus appears, even in stories where they didn't yet know his name, or the grace that he would provide, or the spirit that would indwell. So we're in the Old Testament, and we're looking at the book of First Samuel. And Samuel is a bananas book for a whole bunch of reasons. Samuel both ends the season of Judges, because he did judge Israel. He is one of the most prolific prophets, truth speakers of the nation of Israel, and he also anoints Israel's first two kings. In 1 Samuel chapter 7, it says this, in verse 3, And Samuel said to all the house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you, and direct your heart to the Lord, and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines, because they were in the hand of the Philistines. So the people of Israel put away the Baals and the Ashtaroth, and they served the Lord only, which is a terrific first step. Picking up in verse 5, Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. Every other time in the prophetic writings, when Israel is told to do something, you may do well to remember how they responded in 1 Samuel 7. Because a lot of the horrible things that happened to the nation of Israel happened because they don't respond this way. But here they did. They responded great. Shortly after this, though, the nation of Israel asks Samuel for a king. And this is problematic for two reasons. One, uh, God set up a system of government for them, a theocracy or a church-state nexus. God very sadly and kindly tells Samuel, go ahead and tell them that they can have a king because it's not you they're rejecting, Samuel, it's me. The other part of the problem is Israel said we want a king like the other nations. And God kindly gives them a king who starts strong. His name is Saul. And he makes a series of mistakes and refuses to repent for those many mistakes. But part of the reason that God allowed the nation of Israel to have Saul as king was so that when he anointed a new king, perhaps you've heard of him, David, the people would understand what a king over God's country looks like. He is one who stands between them and the enemy and is a representative of God. Later in David's life, he makes all sorts of bad decisions, but in 1 Samuel, he is largely in the wilderness and trusting the Lord. He is very prayerful and poetic One of the more famous verses is in chapter 16, when Samuel assumes that David's older brother is going to be king. And God says, I look at the heart. And so for an example of David's heart, which tells us something about the heart of God, we go to chapter 30, the second to last chapter in the book of 1 Samuel. And what happened is um, David's uh, family is kidnapped. And the first thing that we see him do in verse four of chapter 30 is then David and the people who are with him raised to their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David is a good, strong representative of God who experiences emotions and expresses them. 
then what happens is God, David asks the Lord if he should pursue, and the Lord says yes. And they're able to get back their families and all of the um, animals, livestock, and other things that were stolen from them. But some of the men who go on the trip are not able to get all the way there, and they essentially hang out with some of the luggage. Picking up in verses 21 through 25, Then David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow David and who had been left at the brook Besor. And they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. And when David came near to the people, he greeted them. Then all the wicked and worthless fellows, getting some commentary from the author, then all the wicked and worthless fellows among the men who had gone with David said, because they did not go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except that each man may lead away his wife and children and depart. But David said, you shall not do so, my brothers, with what the Lord has given us. He has preserved us and given into our hand the band that came against us. Who would listen to you in this matter? For as his share is who goes down into the battle, so shall his share be who stays by the baggage. They shall share alike. And he made it a statute and a rule for Israel from that day forward to this day. David knew that it was a gift from the Lord that they were able to recover all, and he shared that gift evenly and freely with all the people. A little bit like Jesus in the parable of the workers of the vineyard. Grace is first free and then free at the end. It is freely given. We receive it with thankfulness. The story of 1 Samuel takes all sorts of twists and turns, but ultimately reflects the good heart of God who pursues his people in love, calls them back to wise worship of him and good living through his grace and mercy and peace. <laughs>